Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Travis Stockton at Ray Charizard. This is Absent-Minded Podcast, episode 63, recorded on August 20th, 2020. And with me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. Howdy doody. At Souls Bjorn. And on the other, other side of the internet, stuck in the fallen kingdom with his buildings just burning, walls torn down, no no faith left amongst his, his uh, subjects, Andrew Crandall at quote-unquote the fall guy we'll see <laughs> i am the one and true fall guy well because also who's the who's the only one that has the trophy that's fallen for an hour <laughs> yeah I have, that one. I, I have that trophy oh do you did you finally get it okay yeah, i got it like three days okay andrew loves video games see that's the thing is you put you you're not paying attention to what's going on in the world around you andrew and that's why you can't that is not true the fall guy kingdom you can't handle All right. it. Travis has one good day of Fall Guys, and his ego just like shoots through the roof. It wasn't ego. That was just, I just find it funny that what you've been scraping and clawing at to try to maintain some semblance of, uh, of scraping, sovereignty. Scraping and clawing is, is pretty offensive. I just want you to know. That was four is your level in Fall Guys. That's how long mm-hmm. it took you to get the meager... Uh, a kingdom that you have right now. It's a small and, kingdom, but it is and strong to see and it all sturdy, sir. In a day. It is not destroyed. This is why I left on my nomadic quest. This is not. <laughs> understand. It is not destroyed. <laughs> to understand the we true are in the midst of, guy. of a battle right now, but we will stay strong and we'll defeat this evil that is Travis Stockton. That sounds like somebody who's about to get taken over. Yeah, sounds <laughs> yeah. like Cersei talking over here. Mm-hmm. No. Forget we have dragons on our side. You forget I've never dragons. seen that show. Exactly. No, like the, You're not prepared that, for any of it. No, that kind of helps, actually. I, I feel like that kind of helps him. Yeah. How's everybody doing this week? <laughs> uh, doing good. I'm kind of in just like like a work haze. It's it's it, it, in a weird way. It's like whenever you're, like, you're at work and they just have you just doing strenuous activities all day long. And then you just get home. And then you just kind of sit there and just like think about the day. You should get a foot bath. I really should. That would be good because like I've just get been lugging. I've been, I've been lugging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Traps, like yeah. pallets yeah. of water all day long, and just like by like noon, my feet are just like fuck this day, fuck yeah, everything. That's what I did. I, and I, so you know like, what? if I, I uh, find mine, I'll give it to you. Uh, Ooh. I, I don't know how I feel about a used foot bath, but it's I appreciate it. Bath. It's a foot bath. Come on. What do you eat with your feet? You <laughs> yeah. fucking weirdo. Dude, it, it cleans your it. It's got some bubble. It's got some nice jets. You put a <laughs> towel under it. Put it right in front of your couch. Put your oh, feet yeah. in there and just start oh, no, playing I, video I games. Yeah. Oh, bro. You just melt right into that couch. Oh, yeah. No, That's I what had you foot, mean. I had foot problems mean. as a kid, so I, I'm familiar with uh, uh, a nice uh, foot bath. Yeah, man. No, I got foot problems. <laughs> I got foot problems, bro. Yeah, I'm a little about you. How you feeling this week? Yeah. Huh? What me? Yeah, you. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. It's it's okay. It's an all right week. Uh, <laughs> feeling a little uh, melancholy. I think is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? I, I'm. You know, it's just everything's Life, a little. Everything's world. a little rough <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. we, we've entered in this weird like. Uh, 
every like part of everybody is okay with like where we're at and it feels like we're just in this awkward norm yet nobody's like actually done anything else to to help it's just weird and it's and it's it's affecting I should stay no, off I feel public that. freakouts on Reddit is what I'm saying. Yes, you absolutely should, because that should oh, yeah. all affect cut, you. Cut down, yeah. cut just, down the social media just, a little bit. Cut uh, down the uh, the Reddit time for sure. That'll, that'll yeah. definitely help. Yeah. But otherwise. Virginia this week in a restaurant for the first time in like. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Forever. See, that's my problem. Yeah, Ethan and I were talking about this the other day. I am terrified. Oh, yeah. Um, were y'all judging me for, for eating no. in a restaurant? No, 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 Not no. We weren't judging it. We were just talking about Ethan's uh, pathological fear to eat in a restaurant or go outside right now. Because yeah, Ethan's already like go a outside. baby about just like you a lot don't. of things. We were talking about this yesterday. You don't you go mean, outside. You mean the fact that I don't like it when Drew licks his hand and touches my face? Yeah, if that's what you mean, Travis. Yeah, I am a little that weird was about things. Several months ago. It doesn't right? mean you didn't do it, you weirdo. That For was still know, that's several what months ago. COVID. That, God, could be, Drew, <laughs> that could be ground zero for Patient COVID. Some zero over shit. here. I mean, I did just wipe my ass right before last year. I know. Did you even watch? Wash your hands. Does that question need to be asked? I know. <laughs> but uh, no, I do go outside. I walk the dog twice a day. I, I feed the fish, you know, and stuff. I, I look for you jobs. He's got lakefront property now, Drew. I look for, yeah, dude, I, right on the lake, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, feed the keep fish, that. you know, primo feed, spot. feed the, the turtles. I look for, look for some some jobs and mm-hmm. then I get scared and don't want to apply for them. <laughs> it's, it's, terrible but um spirits are high they sound high they sound like they're <laughs> shooting through the roof <clears throat> there's always video games right yeah exactly there are, right there's always video games video games are great always that little bit oh, yeah. so is <laughs> we started we started the day at work today with six switches and it, by the time i left there was one left hmm. yep but the ps4 pro stayed all day Damn, it'll be interesting to see if it if it's still in tomorrow. Well, we're waiting on the PS5 now. Yeah, I think at this point That's we're true. definitely yeah. in the like the people that were like racing to buy one while they were while COVID was really at its peak. Uh, they've they've got them already, you know. Yeah, a couple yeah, months yeah. ago so I would have said sure. Yeah. Oh, but also funny uh, as well is that I have not seen an Xbox in the store in months. Well, why would well, you, I think why would Target purchase them? Yeah, the One X has already been discontinued, mm-hmm. so that stock is not getting refilled. Oh, okay. And then the One S, I don't think they had been making a whole lot of those anyway. And then I would imagine that, like, I didn't realize the One X was discontinued. Yeah, they, well, I know you wouldn't because we didn't talk about it on the show or anything that you're on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's been discontinued. And then the One S, I, I mean, forgot. St- sales are so low and stock so low on those anyway that I think that's probably just. Stores aren't itching to fill that spot back up as as fast as they are. Like if we've got money to spend to to fill inventory in this department, it's going to be on switches and playstations. Yeah, switches. Wow. But uh, I mean, switches are hot sellers right now. They hot. Yeah, they hot, doing baby. Very good. Uh, although it'll be interesting to see what they do with the fall. Nintendo's doing all these like fucking you know shadow drops for games lately, where we don't really know. We know there's something coming in the fall, but they haven't told us yet. All we know that's coming right now is that Pikmin 3 remaster. It's the Nintendo and, uh, Switch Pro, man. I'm telling you. But no, what's there's their like, Pro this fall. For but what's their sure. like games for the Christmas in time? That's what I mean. That's like, the thing. They, they have not announced that's like, exactly. Anything. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. It's like, what are they like? 
you need to start hyping everybody up. Or, I mean, I guess everybody's pretty much already hyped to the max about Nintendo. Metroid they, Prime 3. They it's coming out. They fucking eat anything that they drop up right now. They're sure, so ready. 4 is the one that's in development. They're so ready four. to come in their <laughs> pants about anything Nintendo what do pay drops. You for? Uh, well, remember, we know there was the rumors of the Super Mario like collection thing. Mm hmm. For the 20th or 25th Mario anniversary or whatever, 30th maybe, however fucking old Mario is. Uh, so that's probably still happening, but I'm so, I'm just, it's one of those things they can take their time announcing stuff because they're Nintendo. Like the second that Direct goes up, is millions it, of people are going to talk about it for all, like a week or whatever. And Do you think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to happen this year? Is that even no, a thing? No, no, I don't see Breath of the Wild 2 coming out till at least, you know, holiday season of next year. Oh. Yeah, I um, I mean, I'm not the most versed on Nintendo's studios and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's way too soon for a Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, everything I've seen is leaking is pointing to that being like a 2022 game, if anything. Really? The, yeah, I mean, the stuff that's really that'll be coming out sooner rather than later is going to be probably Metroid Prime 4 and Bayonetta 3. Those will be the next big games and then probably something in between. I know we have that new Pokemon Snap is coming out this fall, oh, presumably. That's true. But that's not like a huge game. It's just it's Pokemon. Yeah, that's a nostalgia yeah, game. It has its fan base. It'll sell well, but it won't be like groundbreaking. Yeah. And then honestly, if they could do just like a Super Mario collection where it's like <laughs> Super Mario 64, Sunshine, Odyssey, and then uh, Galaxy 1 and 2 all like in one big Super Mario package I for buy the fall, that. I think that would be like a that would sell like crazy. <laughs> yeah just to put all like the whole history of Mario in the 3d games or whatever, like in one package, I think that would be awesome. I mean, they, their slate is dry as fuck. Like we really don't have, they have not announced like really anything at all. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this fall. Uh, but this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing this week. <laughs> Andrew, as usual, you're blank. Not as this is the first time that I forgot to write about it in a while. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I've just been playing Fall Guys. It's nothing new. It's nothing new to talk about. So. Have you gotten the platinum for Ghost of Tsushima yet? Uh, no, but I did clear out the map. It's just uh, the last couple trophies I need for Tsushima are. Um, it's probably all collectibles at this point. It well, two of them are collectibles. It's collect twenty of the uh, Mongol scrolls and then collect twenty of the other one. Why weren't you doing um, that? Like, why are you? I, I really didn't do a whole lot of exploring in the in uh, all the houses in the game whenever I was playing it. I was more focused on just like killing people. Um, but yes, you're right. That is totally my fault. Um, and then like the other trophies that I'm missing are um, the uh, like the, the hidden trophies that I don't know what they are. I just need to look those up. Oh, yeah. Like the praying in a graveyard. And I, I think I told you what some of those are over the over PlayStation chat one day or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, wouldn't, so. it wouldn't take you too long. Like I said, if you just sat down with like a trophy guide through on a podcast or something, you could knock it out. Yeah, in like an yeah, hour yeah, or two. yeah, exactly. Like I would like to get that. Uh, like I will get that platinum one day. It's just one day whenever I feel like doing it. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, do you want to break my heart now or do you want to save that for later? <laughs> no, let's rip it off. Let's rip the bandaid off. I haven't looked All at right. the doc, so I'm curious um, about this. Yeah. Uh, I'll be giving it back to you this Saturday. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate it. And I gave it, I gave it the old college try. I tried to get into it. I did. <laughs> I you want to let the people know about what game did. you're talking yeah. about right now. Exactly. <laughs> Critically acclaimed 
JRPG sensation Persona Five the Royale. Highest rated. I was title about to say the, the highest rated. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't didn't pull me in. I, I don't. I don't. It didn't know. click with you, man. It it didn't. It's just like the. I guess the plot, the overall plot, just kind of kind flat. Yeah. It's just so good. I don't understand <laughs> in the slightest. It's like on paper a perfect Ethan game. It really is. It's got Pokemon. It's it's a it's got JRPG. It's got hot girls that Wait, you can sex. They have a Pokemon aspects about it. Yeah, the well, persona. Personas are kind of like your Pokemon. It like felt you're really oh, Pokemon okay, to okay, me, and like I felt like them and you're yeah, you're collecting I, them and you're and fusing the fact them that together you to could, make new personas. Uh, the fact that you could like revive them at the base level or whatever and start with like a fresh one if you wanted to i don't know the whole thing just felt very if i delved into it the whole thing felt very pokemon-ish and i was like i could get into this but i don't i don't want to yeah what was it you just don't find the story or the characters interesting gameplay didn't get you the gameplay is solid like the the fighting and the the stuff like that uh is definitely solid i i still didn't uh-huh. understand the element like what was weak and what was not weak to what I guess I didn't okay. get into it that much, but uh, I beat the first dungeon. I did a lot of, I did a lot of the, the side quest stuff. I was following a guide so I could get the most out of it. And I just, it, I was skipping dialogue by the end of it. I was just yeah, like, yeah, I mean, if you're skipping dialogue in a persona game, then it's, I was like, stop. all right, Ryuji, shut the fuck up. Like, okay. <laughs> and you're really hot. And I just want to like up, like link up with you. But for some reason, I'm, I think I was at the time when I could first do it, I was like too stupid or I wasn't uh, proficient enough. And then when I could yeah, do it, characters are like, they won't even be friends with you unless you are like charming enough or you have enough guts to yeah, talk to and, them. Or, or, and I, or unless it's like a story related, like, oh, hey, you want to do something? Yeah. And uh, by the time I was able to hang out with Anne, I was just like, I don't I don't want to. Like, like <laughs> now Ryuji's my best friend and he's kind of cool, I guess. Like the whole skull thing is really dumb and. I hate his pirate persona so much. It's so uh, stupid. Captain Kid, dude. Yeah, Come but it on. looks stupid <laughs> as fuck. God. It's um, so good. And like the only cool personas I really beats the fuck out of people with a lightning bat. Like, come on, oh, dude. Oh, I don't so know good. the way Travis describes that. It sounds pretty cool. Well, Ethan, you fucking I don't know play the you. game, Drew. You know, if you're so. I kind of have been wanting to well, try Persona there, 5. You know what? It, it'll be free for you to rent from Travis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, I got the first. I got the first dungeon down, and I even played a little bit into like the next month because I just kind of kept on it. I liked the social aspect more. Then I liked the dungeon diving. I think what it is, the dungeon part, the levels, like the uh, the exploring kind of like random encounter part. I think that is actually what I don't like the most. And the fact that they tried to make really? me do it twice with the the Mephistos or what, what was it? The uh, shit. Um, mementos, you mean? Yeah, the, mementos. Uh, the, Sorry, the mementos, not Mephistos. Yeah. Uh, it was like basically a, a whole nother dungeon to do with like side missions throughout the whole game versus like the the very specific story related dungeons for each, yeah. like, I guess, boss. And I was like, you people want me to do this twice? No, <laughs> no. So the whole thing is that Mementos is like kind of a 
it's a place where you can do the dungeon crawling aspect of the game when you're no i got it you don't I under- have a main palace i understood to to. what it was and i just yeah. didn't want to do more of that i liked the social part the the job i loved working at the curry re- the uh the beef ball restaurant <laughs> which is funny so you want the visual novel side of persona but then you didn't like the story itself Kind so of, yeah, yeah. you were just at, like I just want like a Japanese schoolboy. I want a Japanese schoolboy simulator. <laughs> but like I did like the like the RPG stuff with like the battles is cool. I just there were certain parts of it I just didn't didn't really click with me like the specific personas and um I don't like their spells and weird and like giving my health to attack and then also like not giving uh, I, they give you the knife and the gun which is cool and the gun like refills but i just i don't i don't know it's not for me it's okay it just didn't I, click like, yeah, yeah it's, it's it all right i click. don't have to you know maybe someday no what it means is just uh you suck at video games and you should quit forever but you know it's fine that's exactly what it means yeah thank you yeah. andrew for <laughs> saying the quiet part out loud yes that's exactly what no, it I, is. I, I, it's fair it I'm is kidding. it's just funny you, that it it feels like one of those games that would be perfect for you, but then the, that's, I and mean, maybe, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Maybe if it had like a mm-hmm. different, uh, like disguise or you put a different skin on it and dropped a couple of the things that I, I thought were like a little bit just over, like, I guess redundant. Unnecessary. Uh, yeah. A little bit unnecessary, but like also the, like I see how it works into what they're trying to do. And I see how, if you enjoyed the more dungeon crawly battling aspect of it, it would just be fine and it would work. But it just, for me, it feels like it's too much of, of things that where I just want to do this other thing and, and that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, okay. I mean, and I will say too, that like uh, as far as dungeon crawlers go, that's usually my least favorite style of JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the parts that like made me never finish like persona three, first of all, because in three, and they fix it up a little bit of four, but four's got the same kind of issue. Like the dungeon crawling is even more monotonous, mm-hmm. and that the the environments are so much more basic and stuff. And that's, that's why, why I, I liked not I liked the palace design so much in five, and that was mm. kind of what I was thinking would draw you a bit more in because while it's clearly still filling the same role as a dungeon crawler, it's at least more to do in the environment. Like you're almost solving puzzles by accessing certain areas and exploring them in different ways and and all that and then and i did yeah, see that it like, sounds I like saw, if, if, i saw that you could take different routes and that, that there was like a couple of entrances and i was like oh so i could technically infiltrate through here and it's good it's not like i'm not hating <laughs> on the game it's just not a game i want to play but honestly people try out persona 5 royale it's like i'm sure the majority of people will like this game and make wonderful memories with it but I there there can be a minority that just doesn't like it, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm 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 really I think the most surprising part is just that you didn't like the story aspects or the character so much. Like that was the part for for me at least. I mean, that's the part that really draws you in, and then eventually you get better with the dungeon crawling and the fighting mechanics and stuff. And, and like I said, it's funny that you like the social life aspects, but you don't like the characters that you're interacting with in the social life. <laughs> like some Man, of them, I, I like that these people are talking, but God damn, I do I hate them. Some of them like, I did. Like I really like the um the dude that's like your your guardian, Sojiro. Yeah, yeah. He was he was kind of cool because like he 
I don't know. I just like the way he acted and stuff. And and also, I also switched it back to Japanese after a while because I found I was I had if I had to pay more attention and actually read to understand what was going on, I was I would it would like click more was engaging you more. But then yeah. again, again, after a while, I was just like, OK, yeah, let's go, guys. Come on, let's, let's do this thing. Yeah, but, I will say there is a lot of talking and there are moments in the game where it is. Like you feel like you've just been reading for like 30 minutes and that's where a lot of like the visual novel comparisons come in. So it, it does it. it Persona is just so weird. Yeah. And then it like it does kind of like mix all of these just very Japanese gameplay styles between the dungeon crawling and the high school simulator and the visual novel aspect and being hyper anime that it, it yeah it just sounds like this particular recipe was not uh not crafted for ethan and that's okay that, yeah. that is okay i maybe did we'll try I it with persona 6 i did yeah maybe and i did enjoy using all the dlc that i had at my disposal travis like all the the i guess the the old personas from the other games do they get some of those dlc personas like break the fucking yeah, game like at the I beginning saw that uh and i didn't use that to my advantage it's fun I thought for it was like unfair. new game pluses but yeah some of them are just straight up like yeah okay <laughs> they just do so much one shotting bosses and yeah. stuff it's um it's insane i like to use arsen he was he was probably the coolest persona that out of out of all of them uh mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah andrew you, you're next buddy you know just, i'll try to i'll figure out a way to get that disc just, over to you just not for me but then uh you know of course i mean we, we, now the, the more you guys are talking about it i'm kind of like i want to try it out you know i mean it's you know it's like a it's like a dragon what, what's dragon quest or it's not like Dragon Quest at all. No, I would say the the most recent comparison is Firehouse uh, or Fire, Fire Emblem Three emblems? Emblems. Yeah, Fire Firehouse Three Emblems. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Except the gameplay. Except the comp. No, did I never that? did. You didn't. Just because, yeah. like, I uh, kind of like what Ethan was saying. As much as he uh, loved the uh, talking aspect of the game, that kind of turned me off uh, from it. Uh, but you guys are kind of turning me around on that right now with like well, what you're talking if, about if, Persona. So if you that's can why handle never... the the story scenes and stuff in like a Yakuza game, you could easily handle Persona Five. Okay, okay, that's a fair comparison, but I feel like to truly like have to like uh, follow that statement, I have to actually beat Yakuza Zero. I have not beat it yet. <sighs> That's just a normal trend of not finishing games. So. Yeah, exactly. You don't really finish yourself. any game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. But uh, we all played a bunch of Fall Guys. Uh, Fall Guys is fun. Uh, did we all or did I play a little bit? I mean, you played less than us <laughs> because you took the time off and you didn't you didn't want to play with us. Oh, I get it, Travis. You're break. better than us at video games. But, it's fine. Thank uh, you. Uh, don't put words in my mouth. Uh, but i also uh restarted batman arkham knight and fuck yeah that's a pretty game it's pretty it's a pretty game it starts off really cool so fucking good i really like the way that it it starts off Uh, i replayed it restarted it just because i wanted to play the beginning again um that opening scene is just really cool is that the first game you're talking about no, this no, Arkham is, Knight's the, this uh, the last the one. third one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. With the Batmobile, I, I, and that's why so many people gave it so much shit was because 
granted the Batmobile stuff does kind of suck a little bit. Yeah, it's a little oh, okay. wonky. I never really understood that comparison because I just thought the Batmobile was like, that's it's fucking little, cool because that's awesome because it's Batman, you yeah, know? You think it that. sounds cool it on does. paper. Yeah, but then you, you integrate it into a video game where you're already it overpowered. It just doesn't work well. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, okay, what? Yeah, driving it around is fine. What's not fine is like these weird arenas that you get stuck in where you're mm-hmm. just like strafing your Batmobile and left and right to like avoid a laser. Yeah. And then uh, target the driving, the the driving segments missiles. like aren't that inventive, pretty repetitive. No, the driving part's actually not that bad. It's just oh. like these weird combat sections and like puzzles that they try to make you do with the Batmobile. Mm. Hey, uh, I got to go think. I'll be right back. Have fun. Uh, Ethan, mm-hmm. yes, that's you present. said you just restarted Arkham Knight. Is this something you'd ever beaten before? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. No, uh, I've only beaten the second one. Oh, City. Yes, and I don't think I ever beat uh, Batman. Uh, oh God, I don't know what the names of them. Are. Asylum. Uh, then that one got like the remaster, right? Uh, Asylum and City both got a remaster when they were packaged together. Yeah, because I, I definitely uh, remember beating two because that one is like. Because it ends with how like the third one begins. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. Yes, I do remember because I remember that big boss fight. and stuff. But um, no, I have not beaten this. I got it. Yeah, I think they gave it to us for PlayStation Plus at one point and I grabbed it, never beat it. And just thought it felt like a good time to, so, you know, since I'm not going to be playing Persona 5 for now, uh, it's either that or Death Stranding. And the more and more I think about Death Stranding, I think it might be time to give that another try. I think it should be Death Stranding. <clears throat> Why is Hideo Kojima a prophet? Uh, How did he predict a, a an America corrupted by this weird disease? Where we're all relying on deliveries and we can't leave our homes. And oh my god, how did he fucking predict that shit a year in advance? I don't understand. <laughs> Ethan, if you give me till like next week, next Monday, just wait to start playing Death Stranding till then because I've been wanting to give it a, a try myself and I want to see where we're at together. But I have to beat Final, Fle- oh, Final Fantasy VII remake really quick. Competition because then it's got that. No, I don't want to make it a competition either. I just want to talk about our, our experiences and like where we're at. Like whenever also we also don't both- plan anything around Andrew saying he's going to play a video game because you have the longest <laughs> fucking backlog of all time. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> I might as well call it Guinness because it might be a world record. Damn. Yep. Damn. Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of Legend of Heroes Tra- Trails of Cold Steel again this week. I'm like slowly making my way through that game. I think I'm Weeb. just over halfway through. Um, what is this? This is that RPG I started last right. week. Okay. Um, I'm on. I'm like halfway through chapter three, and I think there's like six, and then a epilogue. So I'm, I'm moving quicker through it quicker than I thought, considering I haven't been putting a whole lot of time. It's not like a persona where I'm sitting down and playing it for like eight hours straight. I'm, I'm putting in like three, four hours at a time usually. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still really fun. There is like a weird difficulty curve, though, with regards to like your your battles that you're doing in the open, like in the overworld or whatever, like you're just moving around the map and stuff because mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't have random battles. It has like the the Dragon Quest style where you see the enemy on the map and you can try to get in behind them and sneak up on them to get an advantage or you can avoid them altogether, blah, 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 blah. Well, that was only implemented in the latest Dragon Quest game. 
Oh, I know. It's just a, it's just an example because I know that's the one okay. you played recently, uh, <clears throat> and that that's probably the freshest Dragon Quest in people's minds. There's other games that do this. Kingdom Hearts is an example. Right, um, right. Sorry, didn't mean to step well, on actually, you. What you're saying? Go ahead. It, it is more like Dragon Quest because you get thrown into an actual battle mode after you come into contact with people. It's is it turn based or is it like real time? It's turn based. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the overworld battles are super easy, and then you'll get to like a boss fight where it will take like everything in your inventory and like all of your healing abilities, everything you've got to like barely scratch, like scratch by and, and win the fight. Usually that's how uh, I felt about like this newest dragon quest sometimes. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them I have lost and they give you like an option where it's like, you want us to like make these guys a little easier for you real quick. <laughs> and I'm like, yes I do. Cause I'm not trying to platinum this fucking game. I just want to play it. And each boss fight I've gotten to, like, at the end of the chapter has been, like, fuck, that was really difficult. I feel like I'm maybe not playing this game right. Maybe I want to put it down. And then I get ra- sucked right back in with, like, the school life side of it. And, like, I'm like, no, fuck it. I want to go back to the to the academy and <laughs> talk with everybody and do the bonding events and blah, blah, blah. So it's been this, like, weird back and forth of do I even want to finish this game? And then before I know it, I've put, like, another 10 hours into it. Uh but it's good. I, I don't think I'll have it beat by next week, depending on what I got going on with this. But uh, yeah, still, still making my way downtown, <laughs> walking fast, going fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's time for us to do a bit of a review roundup. Ah, we had some games come out this week. Both Xbox. We're only going to play these on Xbox or PC, I guess, technically. Okay. They're on PC. First one. Isn't PC just a fancy Xbox? It's just a fancy Xbox that also lets you do your taxes on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong, but I think this game might actually be the best rated first party Microsoft title the entire generation. What? Microsoft Flight Simulator by Asobo Studio and Xbox Game Studio sitting at a 93 top critic average on Open Critic with a mighty wow. rating and 100% of critics recommending it. So just scroll wow. through the Xbox that's list impressive. real quick. Even for the 100% of critics recommending it, that's got to be like I not a lot of games have that either too. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, looking at the all-time list for Xbox One games, uh, the only first-party title that's close to that is Forza Horizon 4 at 92. So it is officially the highest-rated, as of now, really? first-party Xbox rated title game. In generation. Yeah. yeah, nice. Which is impressive in its own right. Because uh, if you go down the rest of the list, it's all third-party games. Until, really? you get to, until you get to Forza Horizon 3. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it's more Well, it doesn't party surprise area. me because Xbox has no fucking exclusives, you know? Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but, man, this one came out. And I've personally been looking forward to this for a while. They've been putting up a lot of gameplay featurettes of just, like, how gorgeous this looks. It's actually, it might be one of the Is first this a games. Game Pass game? Everything's on Game Pass. Yeah, okay. as far as the first party stuff, it's on. You can get on, but it's only PC right now. It's not on Xbox uh, One. Really? Okay, yeah. that's uh, interesting because they usually do Xbox first and then PC later. Yeah, but Flight Simulator is 
historically uh, you a would, PC franchise. Exactly. Yeah. You, you don't really, uh, you know, 15 years ago, your friends aren't like, oh, what are you going to play this weekend? Like Flight Simulator. I, got a, I rented it at Blockbuster on my PS2, you know? Yeah. Travis, this was the game your dad was playing. playing. Exactly. <laughs> I remember uh, Thomas Middleditch uh, from Silicon Valley uh, uh, streams a lot of Flight Simulator, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, back in the day was always kind of like a, a showpiece title for when Microsoft was releasing a new Windows version uh, yes, to show off yes. like the new DirectX capabilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but funnily enough, this is actually one of the first games that's actually finally taking advantage of Xbox One's power of the cloud thing that they were touting at the beginning of the generation What's where that? they were saying they were going to use Microsoft's Azure servers to like offload rendering and stuff. And oh, that, like, to make the game run smoother. Yeah, remember they would do all the demos with Crackdown Three, which didn't come out for years <laughs> later, and then never had that feature in it anyway. But they're like, yeah, the PS4 is faster, but like we can offload processing to the cloud and like make yeah. our games look they better. They may that be way. faster, but we're smoother. Yeah, and this game actually is able to do that because they use actual like 3D satellite imagery to on their Azure servers generate their game world. Like, so in flight simulator, you have the entire planet as mapped geographically with real time, like, uh, map data location or whatever. Yeah. Geolocation. And like, they can use the, uh, topography from their 3d satellite mappings to like generate, like, the land masses and stuff that are in the games, everything from house. like mountain sides to <laughs> yeah, buildings hey, in hey, your cities. You know what? Or mine, you, want, you want to know why that statement is especially fucked up? Because uh, <laughs> I believe, uh, I don't want to say this to sound, that'll just bring it down. Travis, keep going. It's okay. I couldn't even hear what Ethan was saying because he's mumbling yeah. pants right now or sitting too far from his mic, one or the other. Everybody can, hear hear me. Everybody can hear me more than you can. <laughs> Drew heard me. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's only because it got uh, supersonic hearing, baby. To his chagrin. Uh, but the summary here says Microsoft Flight Simulator is a technical marvel with an insane amount of polish, incredible realism, and phenomenal controls. Uh, flights can truly go anywhere on the planet, from the plains to the airports to the mountains, forests, and oceans. Everything is simply stunning. Both professional and first-time pilots will find approachable depth in this game because I, I have seen stuff stuff where it's like you can turn on the like baby ass baby mode and like press a couple keys to like get the plane going and up off the ground, <laughs> nice. or to the point where it's like you need to have taken a class and know <laughs> to how be to able fly to get off the ground. Plane. Yeah, yeah, like some of the pro mode stuff I've seen, like you, the interiors of these planes are shockingly detailed. They're it's real. They're real interiors. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, they might they're, as well. They're be. probably yeah, they're, just photorealistic. Like they took a picture. And we're like, okay, we got to make that work. They really I, are. Uh, it, like everything down to all these little individual buttons little and stuff, all three D model and stuff. It's it's ridiculous. I, I love seeing like the like the incredible or not incredible, but uh, just the ridiculous like setups people have to play these or like driving simulators. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, and this is up there. This is the stuff where it's like, yeah, you need like the flight stick. Exactly. Yeah. If there was any game that like made use of your 4K ultra widescreen monitor, it's going to be this one. (laughs) Uh, But I'm happy that they incorporated like a baby ass baby mode in this because like the more that we talk about it, I'm kind of like, I want to try this out just for a little bit. Like this isn't something I'm going to play like, you know, uh, for the rest of my life. But granted, it might be. I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, who knows? It, it, exactly. It's, that's what's so cool is that next because thing, it's a next simulator. Next thing you know, I just spent ten grand on a flight, you know, set up. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're gonna call us next Wednesday and be like, guys, I can't be on the podcast tomorrow. I've got a flight class tomorrow. I gotta, right? f- I gotta fly to Dubai. <laughs> it takes fifteen yeah, hours. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could probably honestly train. Yeah, there, there are tutorials and there's in this game. flight training in the game. You no, know, yeah, I yeah, there are. Saw, yeah, exactly. Uh, there was like a post on Reddit uh, a couple of days ago where it was just like, hey, I'm 16 and the flight administration said I can fly from here to here. And it's just like, oh, this can't be that hard. You know, well, it's very hard. Yeah, it it, it looks incredible. And it, it like you said, Drew, it really is one of those things like it, it's worth downloading and trying it out. Maybe it is like the inspiration you need and you find out, yeah, I want to be a pilot now or something. Right. Uh, IGN Seth G. Macy gives it a 10 out of 10. Says unpar- unparalleled realism and an entire planet to explore makes Microsoft Flight Simulator a simulation like no other. PC gamers Phil Iwanuk gave it an 89 out of 100. An incredible exploration portal with even greater potential once its tech issues have been ar- addressed. So maybe there's some bugs here to look out for. But yeah. again, the beauty of Game Pass. Five bucks gets you in. I know. That's amazing. It just, yeah. Like Games Pass is just like one of the best deals in gaming history it's insane yeah, absolutely and it it is worth it just to download and just be like you know what i'm gonna go fly this plane over my house right you probably find your car in your driveway exactly. honestly no, i i think i've seen that in uh reddit as well where someone's just like here's my house in google earth and here's my house and uh fucking uh microsoft simulator yeah it if you haven't seen anything from this game it's absolutely worth like just going to youtube looking up some of like the 4k uh captures of this and one of the things i have read too is that it's it's almost like uh, how Crisis was back when that first came out on PC in like 2008 or whatever, where there's a lot of visual effects they're pushing here that like the highest of high end modern hardware can't run it like as well as really? you think quite yet. Yeah. Stuff no like the, the volumetric clouds and like the lighting okay. that they're doing. So we're definitely going to get a PS5 port of this and it's going to look insane. No, we're not because it's a Microsoft game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good It'll point. make its but, way to Series X at some point for sure. You're right. Sorry. Me, 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 <laughs> me Tom brain hurt. Make stupid comment. Yeah. But uh, even then, I mean, I, I like I'm talking about like people with like 2080 TIs are not able to run this at like 4K 60. So really, even the Series X is not going to not going to be able to push all the visual effects that they have wow. built into this engine. But uh-huh. next generation NVIDIA hardware probably will have a bit easier time doing it. But OK. Good to see this came out to such high reviews. Uh, Asobo is doing some cool stuff there. I think Asobo was also the one that did that uh, game I talked about a little bit earlier this year, uh, Plague Tale Innocence. So, oh yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so two very different games, and uh, both received incredibly well. So definitely a studio <laughs> to keep your eye on. You know what's really funny about this getting like those high reviews like that? It's just. Um, you know, most uh, pretty much every video game company tries to like make a video game to, uh, you know, create their own universe, you know, really get you delved in, you know, uh, to like play their game, get involved with their story or the gameplay or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator comes in and it's just like, oh, you know, what's the mo- what's the best game? Real life. <laughs> right well i mean simulators are kind of a niche market but it's one of those things where they're so hard people, to create people play farming simulator it oh, no, still yeah. comes out every year 
Like it's insane. Yeah, your the grandpa's is simulated that I'm like, talking your about. Your grandpa's <laughs> and your uncles have to have something to play. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the same people that play Farming Simulator play Stardew Valley. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Drew, Farming Simulator and like Goat Simulator, not quite what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the simulator genre of games. <laughs> We're talking more your Fair Gran enough. Turismo's and uh, I think I think I think but. <laughs> You know, farm and goat simulator is a little is a little far comparison, but I appreciate it. <laughs> now, Euro Truck Simulator. Yeah, that's exactly. a sim right there. That game's hard. <laughs> Have you played Train Simulator 2019? It's great. Don't play 2018. They don't include <laughs> Europe and Amsterdam. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, our next game. It's the end of a long line of memes. Everyone working for a GameStop still that hasn't been shut down is breathing a sigh of relief that the next time you call and ask them if they have battle toads, <laughs> they can answer that call. Uh, battle toads has officially released as of today, August 20th on Xbox one and PC sitting at a fair open critic rating of 72 with 56% of critics recommending it. This comes from Dalala Studios, rare Xbox game studios. Uh, description is the wait is over. Rash, zits, and pimple are returning at last to smash hit their are way. Are those really the character names? Through an all new oh action packed adventure <laughs> of choreographed chaos and couch co op may never be the same again. One to three players will take control of the battle toads and team up to storm through wild and unpredictable stages. Three with only players. One rule. This is perfect. Does it have Expect online multiplayer? Unexpected. Uh, surely that's listed in here somewhere. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, drop in couch co-op. So unfortunately, oh, no damn. online matchmaking. Yeah. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work in a drop in, drop out gameplay blast filled with over the top gameplay moments that anyone can enjoy, but only a true toad can master. Uh, this game looks like shit to me. But yeah, I agree. I, I just do not like the art style that they went with. But Terrence Wiggins doesn't agree over at IGN. He gave it an eight out of ten. Said Battletoads not only revives the long dormant beat 'em up franchise, it makes it fun to play for everyone instead of only ultra hardcore masochists. Well, that's fine, but he and doesn't if they say made a TV show about these hilarious characters. I'd watch it. I don't believe you, Terrence. I don't know. Well, I, don't I don't hate the art that. style. I kind of like the art style. I think it's uh, like it's almost like that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, but yeah. Bad. Because no, that, that, that Ninja no, Turtle show is better awesome. than the Teenage Mean Fuck Ninja you, Turtle show. Dude, that show has amazing animation. Joe Juba over at Game Informer <laughs> gives the game a five out of ten. Ooh. Says even though it's technically a game, Battletoads is not a good time. What? <laughs> oh, what? Metro Damn. Game Central Damn. gives the game five out of ten. Says a game so bizarre it's hard to tell whether it's purposefully trolling its audience or if it really thinks it's random collection of mini games crass humor and wasted potential is a sensible way to go about rebooting battle toads. wait what did he give that game wait there's five mini games oh, five out of Between, ten okay oh did you hear like ten out of ten no i heard I, thought, like, five, I guess i was thinking it was a five out of five or something i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah battle toads is out yeah so oh, yeah. uh call your, your game call your game it's stops. on game pass it's first party Oh yeah, baby! I'll check it out. Tell us Travis, how it is. you want to. You want it. You want to try some battle toads? No, <laughs> I didn't. I don't buy into this whole memeing things into reality bullshit. 
Okay. I hope no. that Microsoft loses money on this. And <laughs> I hope they fix their mistake. I, I want them to stop treating Rare like a mobile game studio. Fair. I want them to let Rare True. make good games that I want to play. Don't, don't. Okay. Granted, I know some people like Sea of Thieves, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's evolved okay, sea into of something Thieves decent. is great, honestly. Okay, now the more I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> play this. Well, guys, how about we get into some news? Oh my God, it's the news. We've been talking about stuff for so long, but time for the news. Travis hit it off. Last week, we talked about Apple and Google removing Fortnite from their individual app stores mm-hmm. and Epic retaliating with a lawsuit against both of the companies, basically saying that they're monopolizing their uh, their storefronts and that they should allow more competition and that as it is, they're not uh, being fair with uh, potential competitors. Uh, Apple chose a scorched earth option with regards to the removal of Fortnite. And I like how you put that. Uh, it's the only way to really describe it because they have now countersued and informed Epic Games that it will terminate all of their developer accounts and cut Epic off from iOS and Mac development tools on August 28th. Included in the tools will be the will be disallowed are the development kits that many third parties use to create their own software on the platform, all of which would be forcibly removed from the App Store as well on August 28th. So basically they're saying not only are we kicking Epic off, anyone who has any use of their software on Apple products is also getting removed. Any game that's using Unreal Engine (laughs) is going to be gone on August 28th. So they said, fuck you, Epic. And fuck everyone who's ever associated with you. If you want to go We're down, we'll let you around. go down. <laughs> it's, it's like when I told you, Andrew, that I was going to take your Fall Guys crown. <laughs> We're using the same exact strategies. And Apple's just not messing around. Uh, Epic is countersued again because of this. Uh, so there, I don't know how many lawsuits are flying around back and forth now. But what a fucking response from Apple, though. Don't fuck yeah. with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if there was any other reason, I mean, you, they know they're an anti, they have antitrust investigations mm-hmm. going on against them right now, right? Yeah, there was like literally really? there was literally a committee and they were like being publicly interviewed like three weeks ago. Like we just talked about that last week. Yeah. How like already this doesn't look good. And now they've said, OK, it doesn't cost us a cent to not fuck all of these people <laughs> on our store, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it anyway because we can. I, the balls on this company, man. Dude, like, Tim Cook, like like I said, Zuckerberg and uh, fucking what's what's the other guy? Bezos both look like lizard <laughs> people. Tim Cook was the only dude up there who actually looked like a like he like knew what was going on. <laughs> well, the thing about Bezos that amazes me is just like there's there's this interviews from his him about what 10 to 15 years ago, where it's just like him in an office and it says Amazon.com behind him on like some homemade posted billboard. And he's just like, Yeah, you know, uh, I don't really charge people for anything, uh uh anything that they don't need or whatever. And he's like, he seems very humble. And now to come to this, and it's just like, what the fuck? Well, Bezos man? is a monster. money really changes people. Well, that was Epic's first point with their whole lawsuit where they were just like, Apple has become the monolithic 
conglomerate that they originally formed in order to fight against or whatever. Like exactly. that was like, like the opening of their it gets, lawsuit. It gets to a point to where like a company gets so big to where like, yeah, they fight against monopolies, but then they, they become the monopoly, you know? Yeah. And again, I, I I'm very much of the opinion, which we talked about last week of just like, no one should be picking sides. Like as far as if you're team Epic or team Apple, really, yeah. like it's just two giant companies throwing their market. money around. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. But interesting turn of events. So I just I honestly I just couldn't believe what I was reading from the from Apple statement with all this. That like they're really willing to just like get an incredible right amount back. of bad faith with all of these other developers uh, just because they don't want Epic to to pay a little bit less on their little fees or whatever, whatever the fuck they're they're all fighting about now. Uh Anyway, again, I'm sure we'll have another crazy development about this one next week. But next up, new Oculus VR devices will require users to log in with a Facebook account starting in October 2020 and will no longer allow new users to sign up with the separate Oculus ID accounts that they've been using uh, since Oculus became a thing. Uh, Oculus account support will end completely on January 1st, 2023, forcing users to merge their existing account with a Facebook one in order to access the full functionality of the device, meaning any new features or updates after the removal of Oculus ID. A spokesperson explained, quote, if existing users choose not to merge their accounts when the change takes effect, they can continue using their Oculus account for two years. As we get closer to 2023, we'll have more to share about the steps we will be taking to allow people to continue or keep using content that they have purchased if they choose not to log in with a Facebook account. So there's the the nail in the coffin that we all knew was coming someday. But uh, this is super shitty. Fuck Facebook. Uh, fuck Oculus. Um, yeah, it's yeah, such a shame. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, especially because yeah, they're they're literally saying that we're gonna block you from apparently full use of your device if you don't log into this particular account. And that was one of those yeah. things they swore they of course never believe facebook when they tell you anything but that was one of those things they specifically swore where they weren't going to do like when they first acquired oculus they're like we're never going to make you log in with a facebook account blah blah it's all gonna they're gonna operate as a separate company within facebook just like how facebook will never sell your data yeah exactly uh but yeah and then this is what gets weird too with the whole part where it's like as we get closer 2023 we'll start telling you how you can still use the shit you've bought already because you have to buy your Oculus games through the Oculus storefront, which you'll lose access to uh, after 2020, I guess. So you won't be able to buy new games even through Oculus. Really? Yeah. And that that's that's your new Quest devices that are coming out. So that and that's what sucks, too, because as far as like PC VR is concerned, the Oculus Quest is probably still like one of the better options to get into it. Because that's the one where it's all built into the headset. Yeah, exactly. And then they have the free one because you can still play half like Alex on the PC free one, can't you? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, yeah, Alex works with pretty much any VR headset. Yeah, and still that's pretty impressive because PlayStation can't offer that. Nintendo can't offer that. Xbox can't offer that. Yeah. You know, and if you're really into that market, that's really the only thing to go to. You know, HTC, I don't know uh, how they're doing, but. Obviously, they can't, you know, offer a wireless headset. 
Well, the Vive is pr- actually. I think the Vive is already wireless. They have uh, they updated the. Oh, Vive excuse Pro. me. Yeah, that's just an Andrew dumb comment. Then so. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, yeah, I think that that was only late last year where I think they updated the Vive Pro with like a. It was like an add-on kit you could buy where if you already owned the previous Vive, really, you could buy this like upgrade kit. Yeah, that would add like a wireless station for it. Okay, and they have their own touch controls and stuff too. And as far as I know, Vive is just as open as like the Index is. <laughs> it's really it's just oculus that's been up to this point you have to have like the oculus store and they would sometimes block games that weren't oculus certified but then people found ways to like sideload other apps and stuff so you could buy something from steam mm-hmm. but yeah them forcing you to tie all the shit into facebook is the scary part because of course as soon as they do that that means facebook's collecting data on how you're using your vr kit you don't know if they're tracking like got little cameras in there filming your eyeballs and yeah, taking exactly. pictures of you and shit. Who fucking knows? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I do not want any of my VR shit tied in any way to something your, like Facebook. They're selling your eye watch into Pornhub. You exactly, know, and you're dude. like, I don't, this, I don't want them knowing like, that. This specific of gangbang is really weird. I don't know why <laughs> how this happened. Yeah. Uh, speaking of PlayStation VR, though, <laughs> there was an interesting job listing went out this last week from Sony proper. Okay. It wasn't actually Sony computer entertainment, but it was just it? Sony okay. Corp talking about um, hiring uh, engineers for work on virtual reality also hardware with like looking like five years out or something. Right. So that makes me think it's not PlayStation VR related necessarily, but it would be interesting if they're maybe even pivoting something to where like the next, maybe it is PlayStation VR, but they're looking for the next PSVR to not be just tied to PlayStation. That it is a, a device you could also plug into your computer or something like that, or use with your phone. I think that would be really smart of Sony to do because they have some of the best VR tech out there as far as like how comfortable that headset is and everything. Like if it they really make is that pretty comfortable. I mean, it just depends like if you have the new headset as well, because the old headset was not that comfortable. I thought they like, were, I mean, I thought the only big differences between the the V one and the V two was the uh, like the where the cable came out. No, it's 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 the the length of like the uh, the headband on the headset for the V two. Mm. Like that one's far superior than the V one. Really, I, I just I never actually used the V two, but I could have swore it was just the the little cable and like it, it was like the inline cable is a little bit different. But yeah, if they mess with the headband too, that's interesting because. I've always no, thought yeah, the, the, the original headband, model was comfortable. Yeah, uh, the headband on the V2 is a lot thinner compared on the V1. Interesting. Yeah. So, and I should have just made that switch when I could. I hate not having <laughs> the. I hate not having the HDR pass through. I still love your story about like whenever the PSVR was still in review, not even a review, but like, uh, uh, God, what's the right word? I am blinking like an asshole right now. Uh, uh, whenever, because I remember y- y- you uh, talked to me about going to, like, hey man, the PSVR is being uh, showed off at this GameStop. Do you want to go check it out? And I, oh, and when I Ethan said, and I went, dude, you yes, said, you yes, said no exactly. to that? I said no. Bruh. Yes, I did say no. It's I know. Life changing. I regret it. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
I don't even remember where the story was going now, but basically where I was going. That yeah, shit was sold just, me so like faster than any product has ever been sold to me in my life. Dude, we were in, like, no, it was like, in exactly. A, Cause that was one of the things that uh, I remember you telling me about it was like, I'm going in here to break this product just to see how it works. But then he sat and, down and then he didn't want yeah, he to. He played it and he was like, I'm in, I'm a thousand percent. Yeah, in, Cause yeah. like, I remember the game they showed. It was like, there was a couple of them, I think, but the one I know I tried, it was the, like space fighter one thing or, or something or, you played eve yeah or, you, you were <laughs> eve valkyrie yeah you were in this one. like oh cool, okay. like spaceship thing and you, you look down and like it's all there and you like look behind you and it was just like the GameStop was gone i was no longer in a GameStop. <laughs> i was in this thing and i That's- was like this is fucking amazing <laughs> that's how i felt about the first time i actually tried psvr was uh travis invited me and uh anna over uh to your house and we were playing that st- uh this, the first star wars battlefront uh vr mission yeah the one like, just starts off in like a white room and you just get to sit in the yes the cockpit yes. and they can press all the buttons and then it actually puts you in one of the space missions yes exactly and then like once i actually got to the cockpit of the uh, uh the <laughs> Uh, the cockpit of the VR, uh, my stomach just sank. I was just like, oh shit, I'm in space. This is weird. I need to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was so cool because I love that like you could actually look around and like instead of pressing the button on your controller yeah. to turn on like your shields, you can yeah. look around and then like go find exactly. the button that enabled the shields in mm-hmm. the cockpit. Yeah, it was it, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been getting the itch for VR again real bad lately. I've been wanting to play uh, Skyrim a lot. Really? Skyrim yeah. of all things? I, dude, Skyrim and VR is so fucking good, dude. Is it really? Yeah. It's, okay. it's incredible. Dude, like, you're whenever, stealthing what, and you're playing with the bow and arrow, dude. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah, because whenever I think of VR, I think of... Well, because I I got Trover saves the universe, but I never beat it. It just it just never clicked. It never clicked with me. And like I tried to go back a couple of weeks ago, and like where I started off, I was like, I have no idea where I'm at. So I might like just start over in in a VR run, you know? Because I think uh, Barrett Courtney on kind of funny said like it only takes about like three or four hours to beat. So yeah, I'm sure it's pretty short, but. Yeah, man, if you ever see Skyrim VR on sale, that's that's worth picking up. I think uh, they had like a big 2.0 update recently, too, that uh, added like a bunch of better support for PlayStation 4 Pro. Really? uh, Buffed up like the graphical quality and stuff a lot. And again, it sounds silly, but like, I mean, the reason Skyrim gets ported to everything is because it's a great fucking game. And (laughs) it's so funny, too, like the first time you play that in VR it, it totally changes the way you would normally play the game. Like if you're someone who's normally like, yeah, I like to do like the up close and like sword combat and shield and stuff. Yeah. But and, now but then, like once you get into a combat, you realize how intense it is. Dude, yeah. the second you pick up a bow and arrow in Skyrim VR and you pull back with the fucking move controllers yeah. and are like, does it feel very satisfying? From, like, bushes and stuff. It's one of the most satisfying things you'll ever do in a video game. Like oh it shit! Feels, okay, it feels so right. good using a bow Damn, and arrow you're in Skyrim. Selling that well, right. it's it's phenomenal. It, it's it, yeah, it's one of the best VR games out there for sure. Okay, and it's just already like a great game anyway. And it's one of those things where it's like there's not a whole lot of VR games that you can get like a 100 hour campaign out of. Right. 
Yeah. Like most VR games are like it's, those it's smaller just like, scale It's just stories. like, hey, here's $40 for three hours, you know? Yeah. It's, the whole, like, it's, yeah. it's the whole game, right? It's yeah. the whole it's game. Like it comes with all version. the expansions. And it's already a game that's so immersive yeah. if you get like really into the lore and the storytelling and stuff. And mm-hmm. then like to really seal yourself off into it. It's like it's the VR dream. Like the, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely worth trying. Okay. Next. Just after last week's announcement, the Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 had been delayed to 2021. Brian Mitsoda has announced that he has been fired as the narrative lead for the project in a joint decision by developer Hardsuit Labs and publisher Paradox Interactive. Paradox Interactive also released their own statement confirming the game's creative director, Kai Clooney, who I I assume that's how I'm pronouncing it. I might be wrong. I apologize. uh, Is also no longer part of the development team. So both the narrative lead and the game or creative director had been fired in the year that it was supposed to come out because this was supposed to come out in the fall. Yeah, this uh, isn't good. Yeah, it, uh, there's a article. All this came out on this article on Rock Paper Shotgun, where I won't go through the whole thing, but uh, there is a quote or there's a statement from Paradox. It says, quote, we appreciate and value the contributions of Brian and Kai, where, uh, which were instrumental in establishing the game's storyline and dark tone and have helped to ensure that we are making a true successor to the iconic bloodlines. We wish them both the best in the future in their future endeavors. Typical B- BS mm-hmm. PR statement. Uh, Brian Mitsoda actually had put out a full statement before all of this. Like this, like this, he sent this into RPS presumably when his gag order lifted and he was allowed to talk about the fact that they fired him. Uh, <laughs> says, quote, until recently, I was the narrative lead on a video game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 for Hardsuit Labs, uh, being published by Paradox Interactive. Uh, almost f- after five years of involvement with the studio, I was suddenly terminated on July 16th, 2020. That this game is a shock to me is underselling it. I've worked on Bloodlines 2 for almost five years. The story and main cast was initially conceived in my living room. I helped develop the pitch for Hardsuit Labs and helped pitch the project Paradox in Las Vegas. I've been in charge of the narrative since the beginning, working long days and sometimes weekends to deliver a successor to uh, Bloodlines. And I've never led... I've never been led to believe that I hadn't succeeded. Very obviously, I've also been involved in the PR and marketing side of things, even though it was one of the most difficult parts for me. I'm a pretty private person. Press and crowds tend to heavily trigger my social anxiety. Uh, Bloodlines and the fandom of the game mean the world to me. La la la. Basically, they just upright and fired him, and he like without any hmm. presumably. Yeah, and he was the lead towards narrator this. of this yeah, project. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the. He was the uh, the writer for the first one, and the only thing that added like any real legitimacy to this game because this is like Hardsuit is not the original developer of the first one. <laughs> Paradox is like just happened to buy the IP, I, I believe. Uh, him being involved with the project was the only thing that like had the the original game's fans even halfway believe in this to be a good idea. Like he sold them on the project and this is already such a niche game. And now they've gone and fired the guy after five years. The creative designer has gone too. Yeah. That's insane. Like what are they doing with this game? Like what's their vision going forward? Yeah. At this point, it sounds like one of those things where it's going to be like video game by committee scrape together what they can to put something out next year. Uh, this sounds so awful. Yeah. Like, and this is such a big fucking bummer because up until now it seemed like, despite everything and all the shady shit that happens in the industry sometimes that this is going to be like this 
the true success story of like, oh, we really can bring back these niche games like uh, hardcore <sighs> gamers can still have like their cool right. projects and stuff. Uh-huh. And now it looks like it's just going to be something where Paradox just wants to be able to trick people into buying something that maybe isn't really ready for prime time and then never talk about it again. It feels like a, a Konami Hideo Kojima uh, type of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of the fact that they didn't force Brian to like sit in a room and finish the game. Oh, <laughs> God. Because that was basically the whole thing with Konami, with Konami and Kojima. They're like, we're, we're not going to let you talk to the rest of the team. You have to like put your head down, finish this stuff until your contract oh. is up and then we're, and then you're gone. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so very unfortunate. It wasn't the biggest deal in the world when this was delayed, but now with this announcement, I have almost no faith in this yeah. title. Now I, this is I just hope that they this don't scrap too much of what was there. Like in, in all aspects, this, this sucks. This yeah, is fucking this, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Next up, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has officially been announced with a teaser trailer titled Know Your History on Call of Duty's YouTube channel with a full reveal planned for August 26th. The game appears to have some sort of ties to Verdansk, the fictional country featured in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the 2019 one, uh, and its multiplayer modes, particularly Warzone. So that's a name. It's a little long. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Are you guys excited for potentially a merging of the Black Ops and Modern Warfare universes with this? Because that's the only hint I can see from them pointing directly to Verdansk and this being like a maybe like a a prequel of sorts to Modern Warfare. Uh, we'll see. You know, I it, it's too <laughs> early for me to like make a full judgment. So agree. Yeah, I mean, we do know that this one had a lot of really troubled development. Uh, Originally, Sledgehammer Games was the one that was working on this. It was not going well. Activision took it away from them, and it basically had Treyarch and Raven Software, who typically work on the... Um, they're the ones that do, like, the, the... Basically, the ones that's not Modern Warfare and the one that's not Black Ops. So, like, the your World War II was the last one that Treyarch and Raven did. They uh-huh. did uh, World at War. So... It remains to be seen if this comes out and it's not like messy, but I mean, I'm kind of hopeful that it's just like a revamp of Black Ops that's like done with the same quality level of the last Modern Warfare campaign. Like if we get something like that, like on the same like tight level of Modern Warfare, that would be fun as fuck. I mean, I don't really remember the difference between Modern Warfare or Black Ops. So like, I mean, if, I just if, mean the if, Modern if, Warfare if, like we just play like the one from last year. Like right, I, I right, just mean right. how tight that exactly. campaign was, exactly. the level right, of fidelity right. and stuff. Yeah, if it's that tight and it and it's called Black Ops, whatever, fine. As long as it's tight and it plays well, I'm totally down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll see a reveal on uh, on the 26th. I wonder if they try to pull some Fortnite shenanigans where they like some event occurs in Warzone because Ooh. the rumor is is what we were talking about that we were sort of hopeful for when Warzone came out that Warzone's just going to be kind of like the hub battle royale game yeah that like ties all of these different franchises together mm-hmm. and so if Warzone just gets like a big Black Ops update or something or something goes down like it in a live event like, in Warzone uh, it has like an Apex style event happening yeah in the map. exactly right 
I think that would be really cool. And I would definitely reinstall to see some shit like that. <laughs> Dude, for sure. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, yeah. All 200 fucking gigs of it. But yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, new Call of Duty. It, it's just a fun time of year when you get a new Call of Duty campaign. Plus, mm-hmm. this one's going to have that. It's going to be cross gen. You get to see that modern warfare engine running on a next gen console. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the smooth, bloody bullets. Ethan, are you ready to get cold? As in, like, a war that doesn't have any actual fights? Or. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, uh, no. I'm talking high school sim (laughs) Call of Duty. So we hide under our table, our desks. You know, funny. I'm just saying, like, up. it's a fucking Call of Duty, people. Like, what do you want from me? God, we're already, like, we were just talking the other day about how we're fucking just over it. We're He's done like, with Warzone and like, blah, blah, blah. We all deleted it. And then now we're just like, oh, yeah, fuck Call of Duty. New one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's new. It's new. It's new. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Travis, it's new. It's fun. Yeah. Sake. They're doing new things. I'm talking about things. old Call of Duty. I'm talking about new things because they've done before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna play it at a like Black Ops game in like two years, man. Probably play, you know. Whatever. Wish I had Redbox. <laughs> Black Ops Five coming to you this mm. fall. Uh, next up, Laszlo Jones, director, writer, producer, and DJ, departs Rockstar Games after nearly 20 years with the company. He's best known as the host of fictional radio stations such as Chatterbox FM and Grand Theft Auto Three, V Rock and Vice City, oh, and Integrity saying. 2.0 and Grand Theft Auto Four. But is also credited as a writer and audio director of Red Dead Redemption Two. Does he? Did it say why he left? Uh, it, he has a post on his uh, LinkedIn. I think he's signed some sort of deal with Disney. If I. I'm not mistaken. Mm. So I think he's going to be working on some sort of project with them. Mm. But I think it was also partly because uh, I had read on Reddit to take this with a grain of salt. Uh, they might be more or less informed than I am on the subject. But uh, apparently a few of his family members have uh, have cancer. Mm. That's happened the last couple of years. So he's been kind of stepping back from some of his duties at Rockstar Games anyway to be more of like a caregiver with them. And that his role at Rockstar, you know, they're just so hands on with everything that he's just kind of. And so far as stepping back, it just means like, well, he's really not doing anything anyway. And presumably his whatever gig he's got going on with Disney is something that's going to be a bit more yeah. able to work around his, his family issues. So uh, nothing salacious or anything. And it just sad that, you know, a lot of people are leaving Rockstar that are like kind of they're one of those companies that the old guard has really stuck around for so long. And we just had mm-hmm. uh, one of the two Hauser brothers leave late last year which was also a big blow he was one of the founders of the company so just another one of those things that remains to be seen what rockstar looks like going forward uh but our second our our follow-up story is actually another rockstar employee leaving imran sawar uh has also left rockstar games after 17 years with the company he worked as a mission designer for vice city and san andreas lead game designer and associate producer on grand theft auto 4 and episodes from Liberty City, lead game designer and producer on GTA 5, and most recently was the director of design on Red Dead Redemption 2, Red Dead Online, and GTA Online. Uh, so another old hat, also leaving within a couple of months. Uh, this one did not have any information on why he left. Uh, it was just an article that, kind of like with Dan Hauser, where it just was like a post like with the financials and stuff, be like, oh, by the way, this guy's no longer with the company. But yeah, lead game designer... That's a lot of, you know, 
Game That's design's a, a little important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little might be I mean, one of the this things is that gonna, people this is gonna truly affect, for. you know, uh the release of GTA six in twenty twenty six. So twenty twenty six probably not a bad bet, actually, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting too, because I mean the lead uh director of design, even on uh GTA online. I mean, that's it seems silly that we're still talking about GTA Online, but that gets updates all the time. Just get, Presumably he's a big part of those. Just get mm-hmm. an update, like Yeah, well, I mean, and they're porting it to next gen like too. We're getting that GTA five remaster or, thing. And, and then meanwhile, Red Dead Redemption Online is fucking abandoned. Yeah, I don't know why they should just cancel that. Did we did we talk about that last week? Or like the latest update for Red Dead Online? Like I don't think so. Has broken everything. Mm. What really? Yeah, like you can't so fire your gun right now, man. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like this is like the most integral part of that game. They're like, ah, yeah, we're gonna take it away. There is just like an unbelievable, like the laundry list of fuck ups sounds like a joke. <laughs> wow, like it sounds like one of those things where it's like, ha, he's clearly memeing, uh-huh. and it's like their actual list of like known bugs. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's completely broken right now. Uh, and it was a patch that was supposed to fix something. It was like a hot fix that somehow like shattered the entire game. I don't know <laughs> wow, what's going on with Red really? Dead That's yeah, fucking it, amazing. It's not worth playing. Uh, next up, <laughs> Ethan. Was it ever worth playing? Ethan, I need you to sit down. If you're if you're sitting down, you just stand up. What? Demon Souls oh, I, I has been rated in Korea. Hinting that it may be a launch or at least a launch window PlayStation 5 title. The only other first party PS5 title rated in Korea right now is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is confirmed as a launch title. And historically, with Sony first parties, what they get rated and they're out within two to three months. So how's that sit with you, buddy? You are. Do you feel in the uh, you're the one who's most hooked in? To the that that section of the universe, are you getting the vibe <laughs> that we're going to be playing this before the end of the year? Or are you thinking early next year? Uh, launch title, launch window. I don't. I don't know. I think there was a tweet. I think Lance McDonald tweeted something about it, and somebody was like being cheeky with him or something, and I didn't pay any attention to it. It might have been something to put more stock into than I. I should. I'm asking you. I just. I don't want to. We know you're not an insider. Those are the people that I that I, I vibe. look to towards to knowing more than others, though, because they. When you look into your Elden <coughs> Ring, and you and you see it sparkle and shimmer. Dude, if a Demon Souls re- remake or whatever comes out before Elden Ring, I'm I'm gonna be. Uh, of course, it's coming out before Shut Elden up. Ring. This thing's coming out within months. God, I hate that game is like Elden just, Ring. We haven't seen I anything know, but a fucking CG I trailer. It's so. I just want more, but uh, no, I mean, I'll put my money now. I think it's a launch day. I would be, that would be super cool because I mean, Demon Souls and Spider-Man for launch yeah, day. Fuck yeah. Are they going to be ratchet within a couple months? $70. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so, but we'll see. I mean, we don't know anything, but now if there's like a Demon Souls ultimate, like deluxe edition, though, I'm going to get that. Yeah. I'm going to get that <laughs> shit. <laughs> that fucking demon dragon thing from the trailer you just get like a bust of it that would probably a bust of that like the, the tower knight with that big shield that's lame i want the dragon knights are easy next up untitled goose game is getting a new two-player mode on september 23rd 
What? That means I actually got to beat the game. More like Untitled Geese Game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) honk. I mean, honk. Honk, honk, honk. what a goose sounds like next up <laughs> death loop has been delayed to quarter two of 2021 what's oh that sucks this yeah this is that one that uh, it's coming out on ps5 it's the one where it's like uh it's that sick trailer with the dude exactly. all like, stuck in a time loop it's basically if quentin tarantino made a video game hmm. you don't remember death loop really hmm. all right fine i'm sad. sad we're cool next story yep. I'm very sad, but uh, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. You know, everything's getting delayed. Everything's got COVID. Yeah. We got things to play anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. oh, that, quarter two. What is that? Like, is that like April, <laughs> April to June. It's a long time. Next up, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition has been delayed again to 2021. And if you looked at their tweet, where they had the delay, they just took Halo Infinite's delay announcement and then like scribbled out Halo Infinite and wrote Stanley Parable. <laughs> and they, like scribbled out 343 Industries and wrote Pro Pro Pro. It's literally just their delay announcement, pretty, but with their shit put it. It's pretty on message with them, though. That's the best thing so they could good. have ever done. Oh, my I love God, these guys so hilarious. much. That's like also coming from them. If you've ever played that game, that's the exact thing you would expect from them. Like, it's, it's so amazing. Good. That's so good. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised. <laughs> I that, like, have like it's wiped my face come. three times laughing at that. <laughs> like that's how good that is. <laughs> They must be putting quite a lot of extra content into this game. Oh my god! Yeah, the, as they should, <laughs> dude. Stanley, Ethan, Ethan. I know you don't play games on your PC, but you no, have point, to play well this wait. game. He just wait you for have the PS5 to play this I game. Played, you have to play I have this game. The Stanley Parable. Actually, yeah, I think I've had Ethan like sit in front of my computer I and play it before. for oh, like okay. multiple times. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, he's not a he's not a parable version. Back. Yeah. Oh, all, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I got it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't went play zero games. to more games real you. quick right there. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Hey, don't, all right. don't attack me if you can't handle it. Boys. You, you, boys. You, you all right, keep it on calm the fall, guys. Arena. Calm down. What? I'm not calm. Yeah. I was joking. <laughs> Both calm down. Ethan, what? What are we talking about, about bits? What? You're allowed to be, a, it's allowed to be a bit. What's a bit? A what? bit of what? <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Some sort of Prince of Persia remake appears to be coming in November of 2020. If some yeah. leaked retailer listings are to be believed. And uh, because that's a Ubisoft IP, it's pretty much a guarantee. It's been leaked. They leaked their shit all the time. Uh, Prince of Persia remake. Anyone else want to go back to Prince of Persia? Uh, not really. Not no. my favorite franchise. Feels, yeah. I mean, if it's good, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's good, yeah. Like Eden said, if it's if it's like groundbreaking, yeah, I'll 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 go Only check it out. Only if it's groundbreaking. Only if it's groundbreaking. There's a difference between good and groundbreaking. I have my standards, and I set by them. So that's yeah, fair. Groundbreaking, yeah. Groundbreaking. 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 Yeah. I- I miss the Prince of Persia franchise, and I think it's been gone long enough that it could be 
and like Assassin's Creed is so different than it was back when it first came out that I don't see a reason to not bring is it, it back. Is it really though? It's it's just high purchase and long assassins. No, but the open world ones aren't like that anymore. They're more like, <sighs> oh, we're gonna go sword fight and I'm gonna use magic and I'm gonna fight a Colossus and and Medusa. <laughs> it uh, granted, okay, fair enough. I have not played an Assassin's Creed since um three. So yeah, so fuck you. If you haven't played Origins or Odyssey, <laughs> then you you don't know what I'm talking about. That's yeah, what I mean. Right. Is it like you're right, you're right, you're right. The original pitch for Assassin's Creed, it was like originally a Prince of Persia game that got retooled into like a new IP. And mm-hmm. then that's why Prince of Persia disappeared was because they were just so similar that it didn't make sense. And then like Assassin's Creed was such a big runaway success. Yeah, but, but now okay, they're different but enough that I think like, you can bring uh, Prince, Prince of Persia, Persia back. Uh, originate as like a 2D platformer. Well, yeah, yeah. The IP back in the day was yeah, like a side-scrolling action game. What if you just redefined a 2D uh, 2D platformer? You know, no, like, not Ubisoft doesn't make games like that anymore. Yeah, fair enough. it's going to okay. have to be like an open world games as a service, rah, 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 kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm curious. <laughs> is we don't know anything about this other than the listing, and it literally just said Prince of Persia remake, PlayStation Four, and Nintendo Switch. So that. That means it could it be a just a remaster and not a remake, and then they just had a remake because it was like a uh, a placeholder title in their system. Mm-hmm. Does it mean they're going to be remaking the PlayStation Two era Prince of Persia, or are we seeing a remake of the PlayStation the the, uh, the PS Three two thousand eight one? I mean, it, it it could go any way, but I, I, there's no way that Ubisoft puts like that ip back just to have it be like a side scroll or 2d thing i just don't see them doing it that way but right, unless they were like hey here's a new prince of persia game you know and it's a side scroller mobile thing you know yeah no way exactly that- if this was coming to mobile then sure yeah but right fuck it it's a mobile game who cares what you do with it uh did either of you guys happen to catch the playstation 5 ad that came out yeah it was, it was no cool. i did not the play has no limits <clears throat> advertisement oh, okay. ice cracking or put- whatever it was I'll put that in Slack for you, Drew, so you can watch it later. But yeah, uh, please do. Oh, it's just well, a live action ad with a lot of CG shots mm-hmm. and no price or date. It's just showing off. <laughs> but the marketing yeah. campaign is in, is uh, moving. Just whipping that big ahead. black white dick out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it felt like those five gum commercials yeah. from yeah, back in yeah. the day. Uh, what? I, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. That does sound like PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, today with the commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how it feels when you play PlayStation Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you watch um, the trailer, though, make sure you got headphones on, Drew. Did you? Uh, did Did any of you guys watch that thirteen minute preview of what it was? It that dark, whatever that game was. Uh the the Chinese game that looks like a mix of God of War and Dark Souls. Yes. Yes, I, I I scrolled through. I didn't watch the whole thing front to back, but I did. Uh, I watched maybe like five or six minutes of the full 13 minute gameplay thing. Oh, OK, yeah, I watched the whole thing in like uh, in the beginning. I was like, yeah, this doesn't really seem that great. But like as it as it went on, it I was better. like, it does get better. <laughs> it does get better a whole bunch. And I'm kind of like excited to see what this becomes, you know? Yeah, it it looks really interesting, and then I don't know if you read too much into what's going on with it. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's basically a Journey to the West mm-hmm. inspired game. Uh, what's a Journey to the West? I know that Son sounds familiar. Goku. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah one like Ethan just noted. Uh, <laughs> it's the story that actually Dragon Ball was originally based on. Okay, uh, but the whole idea is you're following the Monkey King, or the, what was it? The Legend of the Monkey King, or the Legend it's, of the you know it's got a bunch of Monkey those, Boy or it's something got a like bunch that. of those names. The, yeah, Journey to the West yeah. or something. I think is one of the mo- most used ones or something. Yeah, I, I will say what well, one thing about uh, that I really loved about the presentation was that uh, the combat. I was like, okay, this is kind of like not all that impressive, but just the character design and the world presentation. I was like totally sold on. Yeah. yeah, some of those monster designs are like whatever the creatures are that are around look exactly. fucking nuts. Exactly, and the scale e- even, is really even impressive. Even just like like the wolf monsters that you're like fighting with, like uh, you know, long spears or whatever. Like, and even the wolf monster that he comes across later. Like, I just I I don't know. I fell in love with the world and the character design of it. Like, it, it, the more I was watching it, yeah, it definitely looks like something that's going to be probably Latin next gen only. Cause there's a very early on in the gameplay clip. There's it, a, yeah, a fight it, that goes down between like, looks like like 12 to 15, like NPCs all on screen yeah. at once. Uh-huh. They looked really cool. And you do, he did this like weird monkey transformation, <laughs> which again is supposed to be like, kind of like the giant ape that Goku turns into as a kid. Right. And then he's, of course he's got yeah, the power. I pole remember what you're talking about. Yeah. That is his main weapon. So he's fighting around with his pole and shit. Uh-huh. But yeah. It, the, the atmosphere looks really, really cool. And it's, it's impressive because this is apparently being done by a fairly small team. Uh, yeah. like 20 people. I mean, um, good for them, dude. Cause they're fucking nailing it so far. And even then, like, uh, whenever, uh, the demo first loads, it's like, Hey, this is a pre alpha build. And I'm like, this is a pre alpha. All right. I'm excited to see what like, you know, the end is. Yeah, uh, and I realized now we didn't actually say the name of the game, but Black Myth Wukong That's is the it. name in yeah. case anybody wants to look that up. Bad name, great game so far. I mean, Black Myth is okay, and then Wukong, I guess, is maybe the name of the character. It feels like it feels like a rejected Wu-Tang album. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Damn! Oh shit! I just got, I skipped this part at the end of the trailer. They go full blown Dynasty Warriors with this fucking thing. It does, yeah, it does get Dynasty Warriors as fuck. Like, and that's like where like fifty things dude, on screen. Like Dynasty Warriors was like whenever the PlayStation Two came out, that was like one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm like, oh, I'm having to get back into this. Like this, this, like I, I don't know. It seems like it seems like a bunch of hands in the air right now, and I'm excited to see where it lands. You know. Yeah, it does look cool. Yeah. Uh, there's like no time frame on when this is coming out. They were very clear to just be like a little Q&A. It comes mm. out when it comes out. You know, we don't <laughs> yeah. have any idea when it's going to be done. We're just, we're just working on them. the game. I respect a company that says that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then the last thing I'll mention, and we'll see if we got any closing thoughts from you guys before we close this one out. But uh, did y'all happen to see this new show, High Score, that dropped on Netflix? Yeah, I haven't, no, I haven't watched I, it I yet. No, I saw that, and I've been meaning to watch it. How is it? Is it good? Is it I, good? I watched most of the first episode. It's a okay. good documentary so it's far. It's kind of just like, um, we've. it's like stories that we've already kind of heard, though, right? Yeah, but sometimes it's it's fun to get different perspectives. Right, right. No, even I, though I, exactly. I know it's just yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. but it's, it's not like, like it's the same old stories of it's like Sega and, and information, old Nintendo yeah. and old, you know. Yeah. No, but I'm excited to give this a try. Yeah, exactly. Like Travis said, it's not new information, but I'm excited to hear it from their perspective. You know, I saw this. Yeah. Uh, last night. Um, yeah, I'm excited to give it a try. 
Yeah, uh, I will say there was a decent amount of new stuff in just the first episode mm-hmm. because they talk a lot mm-hmm. about like uh, Space Invaders and Pac-Man and how those came about. And then the okay. parts that we had already heard was kind of how yeah. they tied into Atari. Yeah, so I was saying yeah. the first episode is not about like Pong and, and, and all that stuff. No, it opens with hmm. like the creator of Space Invaders over in Japan and uh, talking about how his idea and how that came about. Well, already has and then, gone differently than how I thought. So maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> I will with that. <laughs> how that was so crazy and like started the arcade boom mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. And then of course, you know, investors from the West got heard of it and decided to bring those cabinets over yeah. to I'm, America and stuff. And then Atari caught wind and wanted to start working with them and blah, blah, blah. And then there was these kids from MIT that were setting up like dorm room arcades with their spare money. And, realized okay well people are beating the games too fast so we're going to modify these arcades with our own updates okay to the thanks games. for spoiling the whole thing for me so it's just cool i mean it's spoilers it's a documentary you can't spoil history but, um, true i know i know i know i know i'm just have y'all, yeah, I'm just have y'all ever seen the there's a lot of new the, content the show though. high school our high score girl it's a, it's a little it's no, a, no I, i've seen that pop it's up an anime on netflix, netflix. So it's funny because they have so much like uh like shots of them playing like Street Fighter and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah that's interesting. I always like that. Yeah. You know, visual reference whenever you see it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch more High Score today though. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for this last episode because the thumbnail for it is John Carmack, and oh, that's cool. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I feel bad. The, the, the guy that made Die Katana, which is a terrible game, but they, he also worked on Doom. Uh, John Romero. Uh, oh, he it's made a picture Doom. of him from like the the seventies. Oh, really? Very old school. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, go watch High Score on Netflix. Wait, six is episodes. John Romero? How old is John Romero? Because like whenever I saw him in an interview not too long ago, he looked pretty young. I would expect him to be in his forties. You're talking about like him in like John Carmack in like the seventies. I'm like, oh god, is this guy like sixty five? When I say seventies, I might have meant early eighties, but uh, he okay. is fifty two. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but uh, guys, that is all I have as far as news this week. Good job. Fairly light overall. It is light. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's going to be light for a while. What? Yeah. What? 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 You know what? I really am the fall guy. Literally. What? (laughs) (laughs) You got to single out the quiet kid in class, man. (laughs) It's just part of it. I do it to Drew when he's quiet. I do it to you when you're quiet. Yep. That's how we roll. Uh, Ethan, are you going to start Death Stranding this week? I don't know. Andrew. No, because I'm going to play. Give me till next week. Give me till next week. Because I I really do want to beat Final Fantasy VII like over this weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, what? what, what, (laughs) Fuck you. Don't you you fucking laugh at me like that. that Don't you fucking laugh at me like that. That was a good joke. Oh my God! <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you, yeah, Drew. No, that could be your speed me, run. Me, How many games that I almost finished can Monday. I finish in one day? <laughs> give, me, give me till Monday. Give me till Monday. Uh, give me till Monday. Okay, we'll give me till Monday. The last two hours of Final Fantasy VII <laughs> remake. Play the last three hours of Yakuza. But no, I'm, I'm going to play yeah. uh, Arkham Knight first before I I get into. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's honestly, I still really want to do near Automata probably before I do Destiny. Oh, so good. So good. But dude, now, after you burned me with Persona 5, 
I don't think you're gonna like Nier we'll either. See. I'm so scared. I don't think you will, like, honestly. We shall yeah. see. There's a lot of talking. It might be too deep for you. It might be too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. This has been episode 63 of the Absent Minded Podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charlesard. With me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Andrew Crandall. Hey, guys. Take it easy. I love you all. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And on the other, other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. We'll see you later, everybody. At Souls Bjorn. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com, where you can always find the latest episodes of the main show, as well as our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, where this weekend we will be watching Need for Speed with Aaron oh, Paul. Oh, damn it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll see. While you're over there, you can leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of the discussion that we might play on the air, or to donate $1, $5, or $10 via our listener support program, or you can write into us at questions at absentmindedpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like, subscribe, and share the show on your podcast platforms of choice, even the ones you don't use. Download Slacker or, or Breaker. And you just you know, subscribe, you give it the five stars, you delete it, you never look at them again. It's incredibly helpful in getting us in the ears of new people. Uh, that, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, if, if you... You know, you want to, you want to just, you guys just want to leave? Yeah, I'm going to go eat. I'm yeah, gonna go, or I'm just, gonna, just, just let it lie. Go eat dinner. It's fine. Yeah, just let it run. Let okay. it fester. Yeah, just let it fester. It's fine. I could be your hero, baby. <laughs> no, stop you and greasy a Stockton. I could kiss away the Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're terrible. I don't the next line. You're, you're, you're terrible. You're terrible. <laughs>